Welcome back to the Infinite Gain Podcast. You're about to listen to part two of one of the most beautiful podcast discussions I have had the honor to be a part of. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to What Do You Want? Discover Your Why with Daryl Ang, and then come back to this episode asking the big questions and finding your path. Enjoy. Controversial opinion, I think bullying is kind of important for children to experience. Yeah. Coming from personal experience, I wasn't bullied to a massive degree, but kids would slap me on the face or like pull my ear or call me names, Mm -hmm. whatever. I wasn't the most socially accepted by the so-called popular people. Yeah, I always had friends. I never didn't have friends, but I wasn't able to like fit in with like the kids who were, you know, on the top of the social ladder and they would treat me as if I was less than. But then that also instilled a drive for me to get in the gym and improve myself. Yeah. The moment I was like 14, I was in the gym all the time. Like I'm going to do and I didn't even know what I was doing, but it was in me, right? It was in me that I need to do whatever I can to get better, whether it's like because I wanted that external validation, because I wanted status among my social circle. Mm-hmm. That could have been the driving factor, but is it a bad thing that that drove me to get better? Because at the end of the day, I still got better. Yeah, I think any any fuel that you have that drives you to improve is good fuel. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. Obviously sometimes a fuel can burn too bright and then yeah. you burn out. Yeah. But I completely agree. Like I said I I was like sort of bullied back in high school too. Just because like for being fat and everything. But, oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, actually. bro, that's crazy. Yeah, bro, I was like pretty fat. Last, like I was like two twenty five. Wow. And, and like, and I was a kid then. I was like five, five. Wow. Two twenty five, bro. I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that made me want to lose weight. Yeah. And I remember, like, even like when I used to play games and everything. I remember like when I got to a really high rank the things that I made my this is the thing that I, it might sound a bit toxic almost but I always told myself that it's my fault every game that I lost mm. I would say it's my fault mm-hmm. because I can't control my teammates I can't control whoever is around me I can only say that them I lost because you know what I think I did something wrong sure people can argue and say that um Sometimes When you make a mistake No sorry Things can go badly Even if you did Everything perfectly Right And that can be the case Sometimes Right But I refuse to put that Into my personal philosophy Right Because By believing that And subscribing to that belief Means That It puts me in a state Of inaction that means I don't need to do anything anyway Since I did everything perfectly It gives you a cop out Yeah It allows you to not work as hard Correct So You're pre-justifying failure actually Yeah Oh that's so, cool <laughs> So it's like 
I rather tell myself that hey, whatever happened is probably my fault. Like whether I get into the, get a job offer or not, it's my fault. Even if I get rejected, it's my fault. Right? I rather do that than tell myself hey maybe the stars align, and the boss signs. Like get the job I would tell myself Maybe my interview school skills Aren't just good enough I should probably work on that Maybe technically I'm not as good as I thought And I should work on that And that That is humbling In a sense Right Not many people can say that Hey I'm not good enough And not many people Can even go further And Say, say like, Let's get a plan in action And try to improve And really implement this The next time I try again So because the thing is, like when you get rejected from a job or when you get when you didn't get into this, didn't get into that, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm sad, bro. Like, I'm still human, I still even though I'm logical most of the time, sometimes feelings can overwhelm me and that I just get I'm just sad. Right? But at some point you realize it's it's time to stop wallowing in self pity. Right, and really realize that hey, if there's so much external feedback, like it be it like job offers or like this program or whatever stuff that that tells me that this external feedback tells me that I didn't get into this, it means that I have something to improve on, right? And that in that sense, I'm pretty critical of myself, and I don't see why that's a bad thing. Because I see it from a point of growth At the end of the day I think I just want to grow mm. As much as I can I want to see how high my ceiling is No, In fact like I don't even believe that there's a ceiling For myself I just want to see how high I can go And To grow You have to put yourself in An uncomfortable position Put yourself in a place where you have to do the things that nobody is willing to do like how the the trap I remember I remember like listening to this guy he told me that that extra traveled mile keep in mind that almost nobody will be there so if you are willing to go that extra mile trust me you have less competition right so always put yourself in an uncomfortable position take failure as part of success not the opposite of success and don't stop learning man like you always have to be in the process of learning stuff so what like okay like I'm not sure if you want to go on this tangent but to me learning is honestly the point of my entire life to me like if I stop learning I, I can't deal with it Basically, I have to always be learning And I realized that The best ways for me to learn is Study whatever I can study Apply whatever I can apply And talk to people Learn from people Because This is what I realized Is that You only have one life, right? You can only learn so much In your experience f From your life for what you study and everything right but imagine if you talk to 10 different people about their experience in maybe like this career or that career path or in life in general what you're essentially doing is that you are essentially living 
10 people's lives so you have the experience of an extra 10 people if you talk to people and really understand why they do this why they do that and what is their like life's philosophy how they navigate through life and from them you learn from their mistakes you learn from their successes and then you implement that into your own right so to me learning is a never-ending process and many people can argue like why since it is a never-ending process right like why even go through with it because for me i've always been a very internal person i'm almost never motivated by external factors so like the good thing about the good and bad things about being internally driven the good thing is if you find it it lasts for a lifetime but the bad thing is it's really hard to find you really need to do tons of thinking soul searching exploring putting yourself out there so that you can actually find that internal drive but I know some people are very externally motivated how did you find your internal drive? for me it's it comes to the point okay it sounds counterintuitive in the sense where like because I'm very interested in or like mo- most most good things most profound thoughts in life are counterintuitive alright continue yeah okay so it becomes like when I really want to do something and th- th- that is when I okay how, how do I realize that I really want to do something for the sake of doing it is simply because I when I can't justify it to myself like why do I even go to the gym bro I, I don't even know like I just enjoy it so much that I don't even think I just can't see myself not doing it you know like how it's a part of your day yeah it's like how I discovered my like how I like discovered my interest for real estate I can't imagine myself not doing it mm-hmm. I talk to so many people I've done courses outside of class about real estate and I just can't see myself not doing it right it's like at the start I be, I, I started to justify it to myself that hey it's a really good industry tangible asset um, very safe like you can really impact your community but at this point I don't even know why it becomes the reasons leave my head and I just like oh I, I just want to do it you know, you know it, it seems like counterintuitive in a sense but that's when you know you really like something or you really want to do something and then you just have to go into it right so yeah like I don't know I I can't see myself not doing that real estate or I can't see myself not doing the gym and there are so many lessons to be learned in the gym and, and, and you know that like consistency progressive overload always pushing yourself essentially progressive overload applies to all facets of life too yeah not just the bench press yeah progressive progressive overload is growth yeah it's just the term that we've used for the gym but it applies to building your habits or decreasing your bad habits or simply learning, increasing the rate of learning. Mm-hmm. 
I agreed with everything you said about learning. Yeah. It's something I used to say, and I used to say it before I even understood what it meant, but I said learning is my purpose on this planet. And then it switched to learning, but also teaching. Mm. But then I thought about it, and then this point was reinforced by others that, but teaching is simply learning. Because you cannot truly understand a concept unless you're able to teach it to others. Correct. So being able to learn, understand, and teach are, it's all the same, but I feel like having all of it is so important to me, mm-hmm. which is why I'm doing this podcast, which is why I, I know I, I knew I needed to have you on. Because there's so much that you have to teach to the world. There's so much that just you can pull out of me that I can pull out of you. That we, this, in this conversation that we can teach others. And that's so powerful. Because what is, what's cooler than seeing someone else learn and get better through you helping them? Yeah, I think that's so awesome because they wouldn't have had that. Someone may have had have never even been exposed to anything we have just talked about over the past hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, like whatever you're doing now, nobody like not nobody, but so few people can actually do what you're doing. It takes a lot of guts to not only do this podcast, create your own business. It's it's a different type of character, almost. Like I can do it, but it's I'm really not inclined. And but you but you are definitely different. And the fact that you're doing all these podcasts means that you, how many have you done, right? So like you have already learned from these people. It's the twentieth recording. Yes, actually, you have already learned twenty like from twenty people who are willing to share like deep thoughts and meaningful conversations with you. And this, these conversations are rare, really difficult to come by. It doesn't happen every conversation, though. Yeah. You know how many of these, this is the deepest I've gotten on any of my podcasts. Mm. And it's, it's hard for some people to be able to break through the surface level because they're uncomfortable sharing or they simply are not introspective enough to even understand what is going on below the surface. What drives their actions. Mm -hmm. Like you said, so many of us live on autopilot and they still may be doing things to progress their life, but they don't know why. Correct. Like I I can't, I think it's Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche that said, once you understand your why, you can bear it almost anyhow. Mm. Once you find out why why you're doing something, you can almost do anything, right? And I feel like that's so important. Like that's why I'm always asking my friends why you want to do this, why you want to do that. I want them to wake up in the future and not regret whatever that they're doing, right? And as Raleigh said, that the questions remain the same. And I want them to keep thinking about these questions. 
Their answers might change in the future and they will probably change. But never stop asking yourself like these, these questions. Never stop trying to understand yourself. Never stop trying to learn about anything. Honestly, just always trying to improve yourself. This is how I see it. I see it like I remember I had like a conversation with my like one of my best friends and I told him that you only have like one body and one mind. Try to make it the best that it can be. Try to go to the gym, try to be as healthy as you can be. Try to be as smart as you can be. Try to be as knowledgeable as you can be. Because this is the thing. And when when I mean try to be as intelligent as you be as you can be. So when I mean intelligent I don't mean I don't care what's your GPA. I really don't. Because just because you have a 4.0 GPA means that it just means that you're good at studying. Sure, some people are more those people who are more inclined to be to have better grades are in general more conscientious. In general, they are sure they might have maybe slightly more intelligence. But in Singapore, in the high school that I was in it was the top high school. So the people in my school basically were going to schools such as Harvard, Cambridge, Oxford, all these kind of schools. Those kids were really good at studying. But when I talked to them, they seemed like the most boring people in the world. They don't think about the stuff they do. They just do it. They don't, when I talk to them why they want to do this, why they want to do that, their answers were the most boring answers that I could think of. Money. Not that it's wrong. Keep in mind that all these answers doesn't mean that it's wrong, but it's like money, or, or why not? Like, it's the most, um, since I could get into it, I might as well. Right? Is that even them speaking, though? Yeah, exactly. So, Or is that the transcript that they've heard their whole life that's on repeat? Correct. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Like, I don't intelligence is not your grades man because the thing is in life there isn't an answer key there isn't like model answers for you to learn from sometimes you just intelligence means con, to me it's being self-aware know, know your flaws and everything try to improve really try to absorb as much information make it really concise and then forming your own opinion because how many people can actually give their own opinion on stuff rather than like just parrot whatever people say regurgitating your favorite influencer's opinion correct like I said before and this again this is another example of I'm just regurgitating what someone else said but I love this definition which is why I use it intelligence is simply the rate that you can learn and then change your behavior because of it Mm-hmm. And de- I think that's ex- pretty much exactly what you just said. Correct. As in, I would definitely add to that to that definition is that not only the rate you can learn, but the depth. Mm. I love that. I. You can learn things fast, sure, but sometimes you really need to dig deep. Like this, this how, I just think that in general. At least this is how I think about things. When I study for things, when I think about things, when I read things, when I read a book or whatever things, like I will always boil it down to a few principles. 
I really believe that there are, there are just like it, it might be different from for for like anybody else, but I feel like life to make to be truly happy to be, to be truly successful can be boiled down to be, to a few principles that you have to follow. And for me, one of them is growth, which is just learning, always putting yourself out there, talking to people, like. Try to be as good as you can. Learn, have a broad range of, have a big, really big knowledge base that you can draw information from. I remember like there is there is this study that showed that people, like, like people like there was this experiment to try to find out how successful um people are at like predicting like the success of events or something like that. And it's found it's apparently if if found that like a group of experts in that specific industry does worse in predicting like an event or the success of maybe like a stock or something than an individual who has a broad range of knowledge and just a really intelligent individual who has just a broad range of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I would say you have to learn a bit about everything sometimes and make it your lifelong goal there's this Japanese um, philosophy called like Kaizen which is always keep improving Mm. you have to always keep improving if not always try to be better you know like what's the point like try to see how far you can go in life and that should be the main goal like it's, it's a marathon it's not a sprint and that there's no clear winner anyways like when you're on your deathbed nobody will say like damn I was, in, I, was, I was you know what I was, the, I was the managing director for this investment bank nobody says that it's weird man nobody remembers that sure you might have attained a lot of success based on this external like indicators and stuff but what I want like at the end of my life is that I'll if i lying in bed I'll just damn like I've met so many cool people in my life I've learned so much from them I've understood so much from the world that I began and I've managed to influence and help as many people as I can and I think to me that's a life well lived um, I think if that's my life I'll be really happy and you know what I think my life was worth it and it's really I don't know when I think about it I, I just thinking about it makes me happy about it so um, but then again you have to go through the journey to really get to really acquire all this information to really make your impact on the world you have to go through the journey yourself and I remember Raleigh, once again, really smart guy. He told he told me about something. He he said that even if your eighty year old self would come back in time and would tell you what to do, to do this, to do that, to you it doesn't matter. You have to go through it yourself. You know what? You have to go through the journey of like learning it for yourself, learning from your mistakes, 
and really experiencing failure like there's no point even if like your, your 80 year old self comes back and tells you all this you are most likely gonna be like indifferent towards it you're most likely gonna be huh it takes the, the fun away almost of life right so it's the journey more than the destination and on that note I want to like give like an analogy of why I focus on the journey and the internal motivation the internal drive more than anything else it's because I compare external indicators of success to let's say getting a branded branded good hmm. right let's say I got this really nice headphones from Sony right damn like when I receive it I feel really good but how long does it last it's temporary yeah like even now when I take my Sony headphones I don't feel any type of way it's just a they're just your headphones right so that's how I would compare it to like external indicators is that yeah sure it's nice when you receive it and everything but like it doesn't last and so focus on the things that last instead but like to even do that it takes a lot of soul searching and a lot of deep thinking to understand yourself what you're good at what's your why before you can even before you can even like find that internal drive and it takes so long I'm not gonna lie to you it's when I was high school I already started thinking about this kind of things I knew there was a problem and I and I haven't found it yet and it's just a lot of deep soul searching and then I'm still doing it now because the thing is like sure I really like what I'm doing I think I found my interest but you really never know what life will throw at you in the future but as of right now I can only do my best at this pre- this current moment this present moment and from that really push yourself to improve this my like my advice to anybody I, I know it, like throughout this like podcast it's like it's been I've been all over the place no but I don't I, f- I don't feel like you've been all over the place at all I feel like it's it's been all been very very centered around this core idea of a understanding your why B always trying to learn and see self-improvement and constant growth it all truly boils down to like those three concepts yeah and your journey and everything that you've experienced up to this point every person you've interacted with the immense amount of reflection that you've undergone has brought you to understanding that these three core things are what gonna drive your long term success and happiness and fulfillment. Yeah. And through that, you've understood that true motivation and drive and being able to pursue things long term comes from within. 
Mm-hmm. It comes from finding your why. Mm-hmm. And through finding your why, you now have that energy to keep going, to keep learning, because you have that hunger. Because you know why you're doing it. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, that, like the immense amount of, I wouldn't say even immense, because, like, the, definitely the great amount of reflection that I have experienced, definitely, whatever you say, it boils down to those three, like, principles. And now is the time to take action, right? So last semester was my, truly my first semester of, like, really taking really I pushed myself out of my comfort zone don't get me wrong but last semester was really pushing I mean this semester is really pushing it to a like a new level and I've experienced so much failures but I've I've experienced so much success too um it's just now that I'm looking back on it like I've learned so much and I'm, I'm really excited to learn more and I'm just really excited for it, man. And I, I'm not sh- I'm curious how my next two years will go. And I'm, I just want to be the best version of myself. I really can't see myself not trying to improve. I feel like that's just... It's okay to be comfortable. Don't get me wrong. But, but that's not who you are. That's just not me. And that's, you're not, you're not going to be mediocre ever. Being average is fine. Don't being an average person living life through the normal path is fine. I don't. It's it's fine, but I just can't. I yeah. I, I just can't. It's, it's not something that I'm willing to settle my, like myself with. That's why I came here like in the first place, right? And for you as well, right? Like you decided to do things average people won't do. If you wanna, if you don't wanna be average. You can't expect to do average people things and be not average, right? You have to do non-average things to be non-average, basically. And whatever you're doing too, like creating your own business, how many people can say that they did that? How many people can say that they're they are an instructor, a ski instructor? How many people say like they were willing to take like a year off or two years off? Most people aren't even brave enough to consider that how many people can say that they're, they're doing a podcast not many man. Like you're I don't doing... know man I think life just happened and I've just fallen into the place that I'm at mm-hmm. it's, it hasn't I don't think there's been any incredible bravery or sacrifice on my part I'm just simply the way I am and I just do things just yeah. like you. I it's just my personality, right? So there's nothing there's nothing out of the ordinary because it's me. It's just who I am. I I was always going to do the podcast. I was always going to start my own business. I I love to teach people. So it's just like I need to explore. I need to be I need to see things. See interact with different people so that was just the natural path my life was going to take. That's interesting because that's what I would say is really great about America. Really great about like a society like this is that you don't really face much pushback, right? But back home, I, I faced a lot. Um, 
and because I lived basically almost my entire life in Asia, it have sculpted my personality in one way or the or the other, such that trying to assimilate here or like trying to be different trying to basically fit into this culture it takes a lot of effort so in that sense my situation is a bit different yeah but yeah so like once you find out what you really love doing this is why I always believe you always start thinking the big questions and then you boil it down you funnel it down to okay what should I do on a day to day basis to get there and then from there you do it and then whatever lessons you learned from peop- from other people from your from failures from your successes you refine your habits you refine your processes and trust me if you do that when the stars align you'll be there you'll be prepared yeah you'll be prepared to knock it out of the park correct from everything i've heard from you daryl a you exhibit immense leadership qualities like incredible levels of leadership and if it got to the point where I'm looking for a CEO for one of my companies you're, you're the person I'm going to you're you're a natural born CEO thank you I appreciate that it's yeah it's it's, it's just a matter of fact that's who you are you, you're a natural born leader and even I think being an introvert has developed your leadership qualities so much surprisingly you know this is like a funny thing like I'm not like I'm just saying this as a matter of fact but it's just I have never thought that, that I'm a good leader or like I've never thought I've always thought that I would be working in the shadows I've always never really thought that I was made to be a leader or anything like that. I was born to be a leader. But, and yet, like, something that came to mind is that, like, is that the best leaders are the people who don't want to lead. I don't know. But it's just something I thought of. And... Can I tell you what I see in you? Why I think... The standard you set is incredibly high. I don't think anyone who is working for you or with you is going to meet your standard, which is important. The leader needs to have the highest standard. You never, you're never good enough. You're always trying, you always need to get better. You're always seeking improvement and growth and learning. You don't have an inflated ego. The ego ego kills. Ego is one of the great evils that will destroy a good leader. Because you could have all these good qualities, but if your ego is too big, it won't work. You relate to people. You ask a very... Gr- amazing questions you seek to understand others you and it's genuine it's purely genuine it's not any question you ask is 
because of a true curiosity to learn about that person. All of those reasons combined give you such a strong foundation to lead. Yeah. And I remember like talking to you about um, like on a side note it's that my focus on the process remember I, I was talking to you about this um, but because I'm internally driven I've never focused that much on the results and I've always like placed so much emphasis on the process more than anything else I want to know why people think this way I don't really care about like what they think I want to know Like yeah, basically what I say. Like why people think this way, why people do this, why people do that, more than what they actually do. And then I'm always asking questions about people. I want to find out why, 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 why. That's the most important thing to me. And then I know that I can never focus on the results because. Sometimes you get caught Like you get You really get caught Like in that cycle And for example like Focusing on Whether I Will get the job offer Or not Or get into this program Or that program It really Screws everything up For me And I realized that I just need to Put in the Put in the work To try to improve the process That I'm doing how to prepare for like these interviews or how to prepare for that just focus on the process and I know that I'll get there like how whenever I look at I told you this whenever I look at the weight when I'm cutting I will never get to the weight I don't know why but it just holds me back almost because I get too caught up in like trying to achieve that that I don't like then now that I'm, I realize that and I'm actually focusing on the process eating consistent every day I, like, I'm cutting really fast right now I'm back to like even better than where I was so I realized it's, it's the process man you just have to focus on the process and this kind of personalities might not be fit for a lot of roles like such as like IB right where you need to generate results fast you need to think fast that's that's probably not the role for me so I Asking these questions sort of you sort of learn more about yourself too, right? How you think, how you act, and what kind of roles you're better at. Right? So I can never be somebody who's like always thinking fast. Who's always thinking fast, need to produce results fast. But if you ask me to analyze a problem deeply and give me time. And let's say if you want me to run a company and you need to give me the freedom of time, like the freedom to think and, and really the time and really look into the long term more than anything else, that's when I, I think I will shine. Like in this kind of roles where I'm thinking in the long term, in the big picture, trying to understand everything about everything. That's how I know 
what career path I'm going into, most likely. Warren Buffett says, if he makes one good decision a year, it was a good year. The rest of the time is spent studying the markets for a few hours a day, discussing with his team, and then simply reading and reflecting and walking outside and being patient and studying and studying and studying and studying and studying and then studying some more until it comes time to make the one or two decisions and most of the time he's going to nail it on the head Mm -hmm. because he deeply analyzed the problem and examined every possible outcome and every possible output and every possible input he could put in and then makes the decision. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. But the thing is, it's people like that are a rare breed. And if you are a rare breed, you have to be okay with not being like the, the average person. Because there are times where you're tempted to just do what the average person does to be this is the thing about being America is a very action oriented um, country where everybody's always rushing to be the next place trying to do things do things one after the other and that it's very easy to get caught, caught up in that I'm not saying don't take action I'm saying please do right but don't take action and reflect and learn you you have to do that like you have to re- really reflect and learn that's why I say that like I would say like a balance of like reflection action and thinking is probably the best way to do it and you, you really need to strike a balance and of course that like that applies for me and what I'm trying to get into it might not apply for anybody from for other people because other people have like other career paths that they want to go to or other lives that they want to lead because I, I know like a few friends that are going to IB that they, they you know that <coughs> they are IB they, they just exude this IB kind of personality where they they want to do things fast they want to keep themselves busy mm. and that's fair play to them but that's not me and you have to understand yourself like you really do and that once you do there is a place in this world for you you just have to understand yourself put yourself out there and find out what you like what you dislike what roles you like what you don't and then from there life is just this one big piece of just figuring things out I think the only way to find what you like is to first find what you dislike. Mm-hmm. And that is the path to what you like. Correct. And for you, now, now that like what we discussed, I realized 
what you said that day about you just enjoy building, right? So, if anything, your love for building, for starting companies, for being an entrepreneur, it's even stronger than what I thought, because your your love for building it's a it's a fundamental part of you. It's not like remember I told you I thought usually entrepreneurs what they do is they try to learn more about the industry, then they go build a company within that. But I realized that yours is even stronger than that, which is that you just love building, and that's like that's just amazing, man. Like your love for building, for starting companies, comes from a comes from the core of yourself, something that you found out, you discovered for yourself, and I feel like even if you were to Start a company in a completely different industry, something, an industry that you're completely unfamiliar with. I know that because you simply because that you love to build, you figure something out. And yeah, I believe it's it's really it's finding the big things, you know, and then trying to narrow it down to your habits and make smart choices. You have big dreams, and everything, but create good habits, make smart choices. Every choice you make is basically how, like who you want to be. Make every choice with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. if you wanna be like shredded at ten percent body fat, make <laughs> make a con- the conscious choice too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you wanna be if you want to create like a successful business, make the conscious choice to study up on it. Even if you're not working on it, study up on it. Because this is what I realized. I remember like when I was really busy, really really busy this semester. Like a fundamental concept that like that I really understood was that time once you lose time you can never get it back so spend that time doing something that you love and enjoy or spend that time trying to pursue whatever you want to pursue sure I can I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like be so strict on yourself and everything but it's really something that money come by and once it's gone it's gone man like really like I feel the pain sometimes when I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do like let's say if I'm supposed to be studying like real estate stuff but I'm looking at my phone and I realize shit I shouldn't be doing this and you just have to get back to work Yeah, man, like, if you decide to do something, if you decide to be the person that you want to be, you can't waste time, man. Like, always keep improving with the time that you have. And that, once again, it boils down to habits as well, right? Because the thing is, when you at first want to 
be this successful and you start working most people don't last like three four hours of like self-improvement most people don't that's why you need to find out and develop your own habits based on your own attention span or whatever stuff learn more about yourself and then you figure out hey this works for me I think the the stuff that you do on autopilot sets you up for the things that you do when you're driving the ship as well Mm -hmm. the habits that you create sets you up for when it's time to actually take steps and do things and I've I felt it. I felt the power of what good habits are. I felt that when I would come home from school at two o'clock and smoke weed, that I, I wasn't going anywhere. I was rooted in stagnancy. When I wasn't eating healthy and it was COVID times and the gym wasn't there. So I didn't have that gym habit. And I didn't know what to do. And I quickly ballooned up to 205 pounds. Holy. From 185. And really fast. And it had me feeling like shit. And to build the habit of, I don't have a gym, so what am I going to do? I'm going to, I started running. And running, so when I was a senior in high school and I was 18, Mm -hmm. and I had to run the test uh, for the army, Mm -hmm. and I could barely run a mile without my calves cramping. (laughs) And now running is something I'm embarking upon as, this is my form of cardio. This is my form of exercise. Yeah. And... Running something, I've hated it my whole life, so how am I doing this? But I told myself that if you want to achieve the results that you are looking for, if you want to live a healthier life, if you if you want to be at a healthy body weight, you have to move. And I ran and I ran and I ran and I got fucking good at it. And I, I became what I what I wanted. I had never once been shredded in my life. Mm-hmm. I became shredded. Oh, so I started running in March. No, April of 20, 2020. I was 205 pounds. In April, I ran like, I want to say 80 miles, so 20 miles a week. In May, I ran 100 miles. In June, I ran 140 miles. In July, I ran 160, and then August, I ran like 140 again. And from being 205 in April, beginning of September, I hit 160 pounds. And this was the lightest I've ever been, absolutely shredded to the bone, best cardio shape I've ever been. And the only way I got there, like you said, was focusing on getting the win every day, getting, eating the right foods, making sure I got the run in, doing stuff that made me feel good, that was building the good habits, 
but I wasn't thinking about what weight I was trying to get mm-hmm. to. I was thinking about what I'm doing today is good for me and it makes me feel good and that is more than enough reason to keep going. And every day when I wake up in the morning, I'm happy with the changes I'm seeing. But and there are times where you like you just don't feel like running, right? Of course. But I had to. Yeah. Because I, I had set these goals for myself that I have to – this is what I'm doing now. And I remember – and this is, this is the lesson. This is how I learned that you have to focus on progress and not the end goal. Because I, I reached 162 pounds and – Maybe the diet I was taking was a little bit less sustainable than it could have been. Maybe I wasn't eating enough. Okay. And I had these cravings for eating massive amounts of junk food. Yeah, I and, do. I have them too. Okay. And I was watching YouTube videos of people eating oh my 10,000 calories. <laughs> That's, oh my gosh. Okay, go on. I watch the 10,000 calorie challenges all the time. So I decide, okay, you know, I want... Let me create a YouTube video where I will do the 10,000 calorie challenge. Okay. So I did it. Uh-huh. I, eat, I buy everything I could possibly ever want from the store. Mm-hmm. I prep. I'm like really excited the night before. I'm like pumped, right? Mm-hmm. I wake up. First thing I do, I have like 1,000 calories worth of like cookies and cereal. I'm still like I'm like I'm still I'm still gonna go to the gym. I'm still gonna try and work as much off I can. I go to the gym, ten thousand meters in the rower, like two hundred kettlebell swings, whatever. Try and burn calories. I'm like eating and eating and eating. This day actually turns out to be an awesome day because I go out with my friends. We drive an hour to like these cliffs on the beach and we do a whole adventure. We hike a mountain. So the day I eat 10,000 calories, I actually burned 5,000 calories. Oh, shit. Which is like, oh, what? You know, okay. it was like kind of the best day to do it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, still in a 5,000 calorie surplus. And the next day, I gained like five pounds. Or I ended up at 170. Mm-hmm. So eight, seven, I was probably like six pounds. It was probably 164 before the, okay. the challenge. And I remember looking at the weight and be like, fuck dude i'm 170 and then seeing that number and then i'll look in the mirror and then i perceive myself to be fat and then in my head it was like i need to get back to 162 Mm -hmm. i was at 162 now i'm not i need to get back there Mm -hmm. and then because it was like fuck i need to get back down i would cut drastically cut the food yeah, I would, I would, I would yeah. not be eating or working out in a sustainable way. I wasn't running as much and I wasn't eating as well. And it started this cycle of yo-yo dieting where I would lose weight, I would feel great, I'd be shredded, and then I would binge eat and feel inc- just feel like shit be incredibly bloated, gain like 10, 15 pounds, and lose it, and then gain, and then lose it. And I never realized what was happening. Eventually, I was able to fix my diet, get in the gym, and have healthier eating habits. But I never realized what was happening until much later. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about, okay, reflecting on that for my YouTube channel and eventually this podcast because I've told this story a few times now 
And I realized that the moment I started yo-yo dieting was the moment I was focused on 162. And it wasn't focused on, hey, I'm going out there to run and enjoy the outdoors and spend time with my friends and be by the ocean and run these hills and eat healthy because I'm doing my body a favor. There's that switch. It switched from, hey, let's get a win today. Let's get a win by running. Let's get a win by eating three healthy meals. Let's get a win by eating healthy snacks. Mm-hmm. That was all I was focused on versus hopping on the scale and be like, I'm not 162. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I experienced the exact same thing as you. Yeah. Like recently, bro. Yeah. Like just focusing on getting to like 150 for me. Yeah. Because like I know at 150, I'm shredded 10%. Yeah. And focusing on that and then going out for cheat meals with my friends, with you guys, and stuff like that, eating kebabs, <laughs> and then feeling massive regret the next day, and then looking at the weight again, I'm like, holy shit, I'm further away than I ever thought I would be. And yeah, I realized that, you know what? Screw that shit. I'm just gonna eat consistently every day and just work out. I know that this process is what will lead me to whatever I want. So instead of like keep checking the weight every day, you know, I'll check it once a week. And I checked it recently. Yeah, I'm lighter than I have ever been. I'm more like I'm more shredded than I've ever been. I'm leaner, so much leaner. And yeah, I know I will reach it as long as I focus on the process. And bro, just being in the gym teaches you so many things, man. It's so many. It teaches you lessons that can be applied to your life, right? Consistency, focus on the process, progressive overload, push to failure, failure is part of success. All these kind of things. What if you apply the the lessons you you learn from the gym to life? You will be really successful. Progressive overload your life. Basically. Discipline, just... The ability to overcome can be taught in such a micro setting, Mm -hmm. but can be applied on a macro scale. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's incredible the lessons you learn doing such a small thing, but it has this cascading effect across everything if you allow it to. There are so many people, and I used to be one of those people where they are absolutely dialed in on the gym, tracking everything, tracking my numbers, my progress, having my notebooks, not letting anything slide. And then the rest of your life is just like, whatever. Yeah. And the gym's the only thing. But having the gym, having that foundation makes it so much easier to just flip your life around like that. Because you know you already know how to do it. Yeah, it's just taking the same idea and applying it elsewhere. It's like with sales. Yeah, being able to knock on a door and sell someone a five hundred dollar window cleaning job is the same thing as 
going up to a, a pretty girl and selling yourself to that girl mm-hmm. selling I how 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 convincing them that me being a part of their life is going to add value to them. <laughs> it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm convincing the customer that our service is going to provide value to them. Correct. Like nobody's going to be good like on that first try. Nobody Sure, some people might be more naturally inclined to like do to like do whatever job that their personality like demands them to. But in general, nobody like when you first try something will be good. And sure, not only does your sales skill skills like apply to like getting a girl. If you are like a VP or like you ever or you are like an MD of like an investment bank, your main job isn't to create models isn't to to create presentations it is to bring in clients so in that setting the skills are transferable too so the people who are really focused and really just too too stringent on the gym so too strict on themselves and make the gym their only thing that's worth talking about they need to have the foresight to really see past it and see how they can apply this to their life because honestly you can and yeah it's it's very interesting how whatever we talked about applying things from a micro level to a macro level and then and yet considering the macro questions and then from there bringing it down to the micro habits so do both really (laughs) There's so much to learn and it's I'm glad that now that I think about it we are discussing this in a very structured way mm-hmm. for like other people to implement into their lives because at the end of the day we want um, people to think about these questions we want people to implement whatever they learn from the gym to their life we want people to Find out what they want and be happy, you know. I I don't want people like at the end of their life to regret what what they did, and it's just sad. Honestly, you only have one shot in life. Honestly, and when you're gone, you're gone. You 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 are really gone. And and if you have the privilege to to make choices, we want people to make what they believe is the right one have that conversation with your 85 year old self yeah ask yourself when I look back on this moment on this journey that I'm on am I going to be filled with gratitude am I going to be filled with nostalgia of the happiness I felt throughout that journey because with nostalgia, you just somehow seem to ignore all the bad parts of the journey. Mm-hmm. And you look back on an experience fondly. Mm-hmm. You don't remember the, the shit smell. Or you don't remember the tough parts. You remember the good parts. You remember 
the bonds you made with other people. You remember the experiences in which you grew and learned or just simply had fun. Yeah. So are you going to look back on this experience, on this journey that you're having now as you're lying on your deathbed and feel gratitude and feel nostalgia? It's a very important question to ask. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to, like, correct. I completely agree with you. Ask yourself the big questions, the fundamental questions, and then make choices to, to reach them. Because when you make a choice, you have a responsibility. Underlying every choice you make, you have a responsibility. If you decide that you want to pursue this, pursue like a business, create your business, you have the responsibility to yourself to make it the best it can be. If I decide to come to the US, I have a responsibility to, to myself to make it the best decision I, I've, made, I've made. So if you decide to have a kid, you have the responsibility to look after the kid. If you decide to have a wife, to marry the person that you wanted to marry, you have the responsibility to take care of her treat her well so underlying every choice is a responsibility and that you decide your choices based on how you want to live your life there's no right or wrong but if you don't succeed because you make bad, bad choices you have the responsibility you have to take responsibility for that too so There are so many different ways to live your life based on your answers to the big questions that that you, you have to ask yourself. And that based on that, take responsibility for your actions. Because at the end of the day, actions will have consequences. They will come back to bite you. That's something I truly be believe in because I've experienced it for myself. And that treating somebody even like not even like treating somebody well even though at that moment you might be emotional or whatever and or anything treating that somebody tre treating somebody badly will have consequences even the smallest things right so try to be the best person you can be not only to yourself but to other people too and yeah just never keep never stop learning never stop learning never stop learning man yeah that's all I can say to like anybody like we've discussed so many things today <laughs> that it feels like yeah that we've been talking for over two hours holy ask yourself the big questions Understand your why. Always have an eagerness to learn. An eagerness to improve. An eagerness to grow. Take action. Take ownership of your actions. Mm -hmm. Treat yourself with love. And through that self-love, you will treat others with love as well. I feel... Those are some principles to live life by. Understand the macro goals 
build the micro habits. Mm, I like that. I like yeah. that. I really like that. Understand what micro scenarios you perform well in. Mm-hmm. And apply that to the macro as well. Yeah. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Because you can look above and see what, what needs to be done now. And you can look at what you're doing now and see that, how that applies everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think that was fantastic, Daryl. Amazing. It was a, that was a great, a very incredible conversation. Yeah. And I guess like one more tip for like anybody who's like making hard choices in life. This is what Raleigh told me again. He told me that like the, the best way to make um, difficult choices is just to choose one and don't look back. The best choice to make is the choice that you made. No decision's good or bad mm-hmm. because you made it. Because if you truly love yourself, you understand that the decision you made was the right one. Yeah, correct. You have to make sure first that you are the one that made that choice. Because there are some people, when they're, tr- they're trying to decide like what choice to make, they go around asking a lot of people, not that it's wrong, but if other people have to convince you that you- the choice that you're making is correct, it means that you don't love yourself enough to believe in your own choices yeah so that's what Raleigh told me as well so yeah um, stop reading off the script <laughs> script? no oh, no oh. like the script you know everyone oh, else's yeah. script oh yeah correct yeah. correct yeah don't read off the script <laughs> decide what life is for yourself man like sometimes and and like don't forget your gut instinct I would say yeah it's very important like there's a reason why you're feeling that way if you already know that you're not gonna do IB and your gut is telling you that that don't do IB and yet you are going through the process of recruitment for IB 90% of the time you're not gonna enjoy it because your, your gut knows man like it's illogical as fuck but it knows it knows it knows, it knows. yep alright Thanks for coming on, dude. No I, I really appreciate it. No that was problem. that was incredible. Uh, yeah, I'll record natural later. All right.